When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever. I said wherever, damn it. Okay, a couple of observations, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, went for a walk this morning. I actually averaged 3.3 miles in an hour, which is the first time I've ever done that. I mean, walking, not running, obviously, but I'm not going to run anymore. I love the walking and, and I just, uh, I, I got there slowly too. That's the great thing about it is I didn't push myself. One thing I've never understood about people is when you get out there, you really got to push yourself. You got to, I would work on concentration rather than pushing yourself. That's back when I used to lift weights, I could lift the most weights when I was thinking about what I was doing mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, focusing on the lift. Because if you focus on the lift, you're going to talk yourself into, this is too heavy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and you're, when you're focusing and lifting, definitely because you're focusing on your form and things like that. But when you're running, you know, okay, yeah, I'm going to push myself. If you're focused on your heart rate and you want to get your, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, heart rate up so you can lose weight. And But if you're walking, I feel like, yeah, if you're more locked into the kind of the mental aspect of it, of yep. your surroundings, yeah. and I'm just here yep. to kind of clear my mind, that's what you're trying to get out of it. That's exactly what it is, too. It's a, it's a much more mental thing. But I love it. But 3.3 miles, I guess that's pretty. That's a pretty good pace. You know, there are people that because I don't want to get into that four mile an hour deal. Where you're going. You know, no. yeah. I don't want to look yeah. ridiculous. So I'm gonna. No, I'd rather run than look ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's a walk. Yeah, it's a walk. <laughs> it's true. I just saw a video on World's Dumbest. You guys ever watch World's Dumbest? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Catherine hates that show so much. I can't even tell you. She will not watch it. Oh, can you watch this stupid crap? I'll give you an example of why I watch World's Dumb. It's not even on anymore. I mean, it's on, but it's there are no new episodes coming mm-hmm. out or anything. Yeah. But this guy gets pulled over by a, a uh, female cop, and uh, she suspects him of drunk driving. And he's kind of doing this, and he's, I'm not drunk. What are you talking about? I, I, everything's just, I, you know, you say that I'm drunk and all the rest of it. She goes, okay, would you walk this line? There's a line right in the middle of the uh, sidewalk here. Walk the line for me. He makes it two steps and falls to the left. He didn't fall down, but he just fell to the left. Mm-hmm. So he kind of realizes he's going to get nailed for DUI. So he walks back over to her and says, you know, I don't know what it was. And all of a sudden, he very slowly drops to the ground. Not falls. He just mm-hmm. slowly lowers his body to the ground and goes, "Oh, I'm having a heart attack. Call the ambulance." 
<laughs> it was the worst performance of a fake heart attack. Oh, it's so unbelievable. I can barely talk. It's so painful. <laughs> but they did. They had to call an ambulance because a citizen requested one. Which is double bad for him because now not only does he get a DUI and that ticket and nights in jail, but now he also gets an ambulance bill on top of it. Yeah, right. And yeah, no, it's true. That's okay. He gets an, he will get the bill for the ambulance. He'll yep. get the bill for the hospital, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not last I checked. That's not free. No, <laughs> there's been times where people have been like, "I need an ambulance." Oh, well, call the ambulance. Like, no, 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 no. Just throw me in the car and you yeah. can drive me there. That's it's not uh, that's yeah. not on the house. That's no. not that's not like a continental breakfast or anything like that. You know, it's amazing. I had, you know, I, I told you I had that really severe headache and I actually lost the vision, vision in my left eye because I had such a severe headache. But I got, mm-hmm. went to the hospital, took like test for about three hours and all the rest of it worked off. It was just, you know, I get high stress sometimes. And I don't even realize I'm all that stressed out. But amazing thing about that, I was at the hospital for three hours. I got the bill, which my insurance paid, thank God, $17,000. Yeah, that's not what you like. Okay, that's pretty good. I'd like to start making about you know five thousand eight hundred bucks an hour. That sounds good to me. <laughs> you, you, I feel like you could go into a hospital and like I need a splinter removed from my finger. It could take five yeah. seconds. They're gonna charge you a thousand bucks. Yep. Oh, and there's no doubt about it. Crazy. <laughs> there's no doubt about it. But yeah, we were just talking earlier about. Uh, I get up and I watch the news in the morning, but I bounce around a lot. I cannot watch one national news program for very long because the one thing I really hate about news anchors and I don't know who taught them you know one of the best out there is Michelle Tafoya she does a really good job she's not on all the time but she pops on quite often and she's really good at it but she was pissed off me because when they fired her from the queue she thought I was involved and I said no I was not and she never did believe me because well I got fired about 10 minutes later so what the (laughs) hell does that tell you (laughs) why don't you figure it out there but there's an anchor, and I won't even say which channel he's on or what his name is. So you guys would be talking about a story or whatever. And he would do this. He would go, let me make an observation here if I could. He gets his high voice really, really high like this, and then he comes down again and talks. I was like, where did you learn that? Yeah, they all have some sort of Ugh. tick or voice they do where yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, my normal life, I talk like this. But now I'm on TV, and we're coming live to you from Channel 6. And it's like, just <laughs> talk to me like a normal person. Like, you don't, that doesn't help anything. Just talk. Coming up at the top of the hour, mm-hmm. we're going That's to, you know, like, like, come on now. You know your normal cadence. Just be a normal person. Yep. Well, and they still don't do it on national shows. They all do that hypey read deal, mm-hmm. yeah. which I don't think people like that any. Maybe they liked it back in the 50s and 60s, maybe even the 70s. You know, got them involved and paying attention, but it's been going on so long that I don't think anybody likes that anymore. I, I don't think. No, I don't think that people necessarily like it. They're just like, okay, is this thing we accept? <laughs> I saw a news anchor. I think she's from Atlanta, where when she's at home, she'll take videos of herself doing the voice to like her husband, telling him to like take out the dishes or take out the trash or do something random, and he just the eye roll every time from him. Like, yeah, can you stop this, please? honey? Can you Could pass you? the salt, please? Yes. <laughs> That's the salt, my dear. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're we're hit. one. The one thing I, I, I will mention, and it's it's a both sides issue, which is why I even mention it. But because I do bounce around and you know watch the different channels and all the rest of it. But I don't know who handed out the script the morning this this morning on this topic. 
but it was almost word for word. I first was watching Fox or whatever. It was a conservative channel. Mm-hmm. And we have got to do something about what the Democrats have done to the border of the United States. We've got to get to work. I left the room, came back, and put it over on CNN and heard, we've got to do something about the Republicans and what they've done to the border to our South. It was the exact same speech, only you're blaming the Democrats and you're blaming the Republicans. It was the same speech. Yeah, and it seems to me that all the speeches are... There's no solutions ever no. talked yeah. about. It's just here's this problem and it's caused by the other side. And there's no like, I have an idea. What do you think about this? No, it's just circles of endless arguments and right. nothing getting solved. <laughs> yeah, there's no question about it. So basically what, what, what I would do now, uh, the one, one thing I want to mention before, because we've got to go to break here. This being Wednesday is the weirdest day of the week because people are literally, I, when I go for my walk, I can see the look on their faces like, well, I already worked two days. Why do I have to work three more? Like they realize Wednesday, even though it is swing day, going into it, you've already done two, but you got three more to do. And people don't like that. I have more people when I'm walking on Wednesday morning scowling at me and everybody else, not just me. They have a scowl. Uh, you get to Friday morning, say, hey, how you doing? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> you know, it's a whole different walk, man. Yeah. And Mondays, they're so focused on it, they're nice too. It's like, hey, how you doing? How's the workout going? You know, that kind of deal. But Wednesdays, Wednesdays, everybody's crabbier than a son of a bitch because they've already put in two days and they've got to put in three more and they're just not up for it. It's hilarious, actually. But what the hell? We, I know, oh, my God, we definitely have to take a break here. Coming back with uh, Judd Zolgad from Score North right after this. Let's take a second to talk about my bank, North American Banking Company. If you own a business or are thinking about maybe starting one, make sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, turn to their experts because they are locally owned and operated. Loan decisions are made here in the Twin Cities. They're not shipped out of state. This helps business owners expand with confidence. So if you're looking for a better banking experience, why not bank with my friends at North American Banking Company? I do. That's where all my dough is, actually. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. You damn right. In addition to having the best selection in town, KNL Surplus and Ammo also can help you sell your firearms safely and worry-free, which is a great thing. If you've inherited a collection of firearms, let's say, from a loved one or don't know what to do with them, or if you have guns you are no longer using, call Jim at KNL Surplus and Ammo. Jim can help you sell those firearms safely through consignment and auction. 
I know Jim is extremely knowledgeable, will help you get top dollar, and I'm not just making that up. He will help you explore all the options and take the work and stress off of your shoulders. K&L Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive in Lina Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online at www.knlgunstore. Excuse me, it's www.klgunstore.com. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Way to go, Tom. You put an extra and in there. What do you think of that action? Uh, i got to mention one thing very, very quickly that I did. Uh, I had the uh, Facebook page under Thomas Bernard, and then it maxed out at 5,000. It's one of those where you can max it out and you can't get any more people on your site or whatever. They can't get mm-hmm. on. So I opened a new one, just Tom Bernard, which sounds a lot less classy than Thomas Bernard anyway, but I don't deserve to be called Thomas in any case. But So, yeah, if you would go over from the Tom Bernard podcast, excuse me, the Thomas Bernard podcast, not the, I'm sorry, the Thomas Bernard Facebook page, so there's the Tom Bernard Facebook page because we're going to shut it down eventually. And I know you've been posting things, and it's not that I've ignored you, but we're building the other page. So come on over there to, to Tom Bernard Facebook page. It'll be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Very nice. Saying. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been on social media in 12 years, so it, got, it took me a couple of weeks to go, what the hell is this all about? There's a lot of these different things you got to do, and it's a different deal. That it's, a lot of, it's a lot of... Um, uh, it's a lot of uh, varied responses to things is what I would call it, huh? Well, I, I will tell you that 12 years ago, the reason I got off it is because I basically was spending my entire day telling everybody on, on Facebook to go F themselves. So I don't have to do that. <laughs> I don't know if they filter them out or what they do, but I have not wanted to run into one negative comment. Oh, now that I'm saying this, I'm gonna be, there's going to be a barrage. But I have not run into one yet, somebody being a prick. You know what I think happened? I think a lot of them moved to uh, Twitter, then X. I think that's what yeah. happened. I, I think yep. Facebook is, uh, I think fa- Facebook was sort of a lightning rod social media yeah. site. And yep. now I think it's more of, because I mean, now, you know, 12 years a- after, there's so many choices of places to be negative. <laughs> you can be as negative as you want 24 hours a day. I mean, X, you can hide yeah. behind a name too on Twitter. You can hide behind an identity thing. And so, yeah, if you want to see where those people went, my guess is that they are there. Oh, I I guarantee you that they're over on. And now it's Gen Z uses TikTok, right? They're the ones who use TikTok the most, I believe. Age, is that right? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's a lot of millennials, too. But maybe probably probably Gen Z is like the higher demographic there. But it's not a huge gap. And how is that? Is that pretty positive or is there a lot of negativity videos. on there yeah it's all oh, videos. it's all videos yep. yeah it's yep. all videos and it really it caters to what you want so like i, I see a lot of sports mm-hmm. and like jokes and stuff like that whereas like if you wanted to interact with politics stuff you could do that and you're only going to get that so i don't really yeah, see okay. maybe at like certain sides of uh of the app yep I could see that. I just, I think, you know, Facebook for me is good. I don't want to be on a bunch of different, at one time, I think I was on like three different ones, Facebook, Twitter, and there was another one. Although I did think it was funny when Alec Baldwin said, why don't we run, ever run any ads on my face? <laughs> he meant my space, of course. But right. He said my face. His care. What was the name of that show again? It was a good show. Uh, was uh, it 30 Rock? 30 Rock? Yeah. 30 Rock, yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I, I've been on my face today. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, Tina like, Fey was fantastic in that show. She was. You know what? She was just in a movie. I think it was an Hercule Poirot movie. 
she was phenomenal. I didn't used to care much for her, but she's gotten to be a very good actor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh, I did not pay attention at all to the Twins yesterday. I thought I'd take a day off of because I can't watch the games anyway. Right. I would I would love to watch a Twins game, but none of them. Been, uh, I can listen to them, but I can't watch them. Yeah, they're not on. Uh, they're not on local uh, like uh, bally's or available right, period. Right. Till the middle of March, so they're not doing any. Now they they did. I think Nesson, I think New England Sports Network carried the game on Saturday, so it, that was, I guess, possible to get that if oh, you had it? the package. And then the Yankees game was on MLB Network through the Yankees telecast on oh, Monday. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you know what you missed? A 3-3 tie. Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa played. I mean, and, and they didn't lose. 3-3 That's tie. Good. Glad to hear it. I guess Bilski's right. Tom, just calm down. We'll get there. Bilski. That's all I have to say to him. And Buxton played the Good. outfield. First time in like 554 days with the Twins that he played the outfield. Almost uh, almost two years. The guy is one hell of an athlete. Do you think he's one of those guys that just goes at it so hard he's always going to get hurt? You know, I used to think that. Yeah. Now I just think that he is – I mean, that's been part of it, but he is also just so damn – injury prone he really is you know i think some people are i think some some people are just have problems staying healthy and for whatever reason and it's a shame because you're right i mean he's a marvelous baseball player he and is. he sort of plays the yeah. game different than most people so great to watch but uh man it's just so sad and frustrating to watch i uh yeah i would have to agree with you on that one i just i've never been that kind of guy to yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I know he gets hurt a lot, but he is one hell of a baseball player. I, you can't take that away from him. I wish he wouldn't get hurt so much, but maybe going at it that hard is why he gets hurt all the time. What do you think? Again, I think it's part of it, but he, you yeah. know, the, like they, they just, the, the uh, surgery they finally did after last season now was to, you know, to remove, they removed some type of flap in his knee that was causing problems, oh. which doesn't come from go going hard so much as just sort of uh i've i've ne- i have never heard of this before much less you know it right. be something that we talk about like some type of flap that they hadn't taken out before so yeah i think it's a combination of things but uh i would love to see him just have a season or two of complete health you know he has played yes. He's been around now. I think he first came up in around 2015 or 16. He has now played in 100 or more games in his career with as a twin once, 2017. Once. once. Really? God. That's remarkable. 2017 is last time. It's really too bad because we've been saying all morning he's a terrific. I never talked to him. I heard he's a, go, a good guy too. Yeah, no, he's, you know what? He is, um, he definitely is. I think he gets in his own head at times. Like yeah. Uh, par- yeah. Part of my theory on why he struggled trying to dh and it was a bummer because he's so good when he's healthy in center field but part of what i thought was he definitely is not the type of guy that you want to take in the bat and then just go sit there or go into the batting cage and try and adjust things Mm -hmm. the less he thinks i think Mm -hmm. at times the more effective he can be so the dh role for him was just a real it's a really bad fit I would agree with that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That it is not a good fit for him. I'm a fan. There's no question about it. I, you know, obviously, I'd be a bigger fan if he could stay healthy. That'd be wonderful. 
but he just he gets after it. Is he as big as he? I've never, like I said, I've never met him. So he seems like he's gigantic. Is he that big? I wouldn't say he's gigantic, but he's big and he's strong yeah. as hell. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing is you would never, if you lined him up with like five guys that play baseball and said one of these guys gets hurt all the time, you're right. You would never pick Buxton. Like, you'd be like, oh, right. that, that guy doesn't get hurt. Right. You know, I, but, and yet there's guys who have, uh, who have looked like pillows who don't get hurt. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely right about that. Oh, I got to mention one thing to you, but as we say, go on to other things. I went for my walk this morning. I didn't mention this to AJ and Tevin yet this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I cannot remember, was it Ray Bradbury that wrote The Illustrated Man, the book The Illustrated Man, about a guy that was tattooed from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet? That sounds right, yeah. I think it was Ray Bradbury, but I'm not sure. But yes. I saw The Illustrated, it, it was, Tevin? Yep, it was Ray Bradbury. Okay, good. You ever read the book? I have not, but I'm familiar Phenomenal. with Phenomenal. Phenomenal book. But I met the illustrated man. Well, I didn't meet him. I ran into the illustrated man this morning. This guy that was walking in front of me was literally tattooed from head to toe. What, was it Machine and, Gun Kelly? <laughs> maybe it might have been Machine Gun. He's about 6'3", so Machine Gun Kelly's about that tall, isn't he? Yeah, well, because he just got, he was known for having his whole entire body covered, and then now he went over and blacked out, like, from his neck down to, like, three-quarter, or, like, down to his mid-torso. Really? Yeah. Never understood the attraction of that, especially face tattoos. I don't get face tattoos at all. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I just think of how yeah. much that must hurt. And there's nothing that I'm yeah. so behind that I'm like, I need this on my face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I agree with that one. But this guy literally face tattoos, neck tattoos. He, he was wearing a T-shirt and shorts so I could see his his uh, you know torso, his arms, his legs. The only thing I couldn't see is his crotch and his butt, but I'm sure he's got tattoos on that too. But You're probably happy about that, though, yeah. that you don't I was happy. see those things. You're probably like, you know what, I'm good. I'm sure you got tattoos everywhere. I'm good. It is incredible, though, the amount now it, it feels like of uh, of tattoos that you see. And like these, you know, sleeves of tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I I felt like when I was a kid, it was like what bikers had tattoos, right? Yes, like yes. like like there was a certain uh, uh, segment that had tattoos, and now it's all it's as commonplace as you can get. Oh, yes. everybody gets tattoos, yeah. and I remember kind of similar to you, Judd. Like when I was a kid, it was okay. Tattoos are they're fine. Just don't have them anywhere where people can see them because you'll never get hired for a job ever. And now. <laughs> It's like you can yep. go to the you can go to the bank and you'll see your like the yep. teller's got a neck tattoo or something. The big face tattoo yep. on your teller. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to do this. I've never done it. Maybe I will one of these days. But I've always wanted to run into somebody who's tattooed from head to toe or, you know, most of their body and all that stuff. And just walk by me, oh, excuse me, sir. You got something on your arm there. And just keep walking. <laughs> That'd be pretty good actually now. Now it would work out beautifully. Back You're right. Day, I think I you get your ass kicked, but now yeah. I think you might be fine. <laughs> you might be right about that. And I'm getting up at that age that uh, kicking ass isn't really part of the part of the program anymore. So, you know, I just... Uh, look, you want tattoos? I'm not... It's your life. You live your life and all the rest of it. I just don't understand why you want to go... Because tattoos are painful as hell, aren't they? 
Yeah, they're, I mean, depending on where you get them, they can be very painful. And you'll hear people will go under. I think it was D- Dak Prescott for the Cowboys recently. Oh, uh, sure. Went under anesthesia to finish his leg tattoo. And you hear about it all the time where people just like, yeah, I want to tattoo my whole body, put me under and get it done. Yeah, like Dwayne, like Dwayne Johnson. He's got that big, like his whole chest and arm on one mm-hmm. side. And I think he, oh, like, yeah. you know, he went under for a few hours just to like get it done. Yep. No way. No yeah. way would I do that. Nope. That's That's the entire, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get a tattoo to start with, but because of that pain, like, I am so out. <laughs> I understand. Remember back in the days when tattoos used to be an indicator of what you really thought? When a guy goes and kills 12 nurses, I think it was in Chicago or near Chicago, mm-hmm. and his tattoo said, born to raise hell. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right about that. You were born to raise yep. hell. Yeah, All the <laughs> weirdest, or I should say the weirdest, most uh outlandish tattoo I saw was somebody when I was in high school I went to the gas station there was this old guy that had a swastika tattooed on the back of his head oh. and I was like yeah I'm probably I'm gonna get out of here I'm gonna get this Gatorade. I'm gonna take this <laughs> yeah. Gatorade to go yeah Gatorade time to go. go yeah I don't really understand and and you were you guys the one who told me or maybe it was Andy who told me that the Nazi swastika is the the like eastern hemisphere because it, or did you guys mention to me? Because it goes straight up and down. It does. It's not tipped over like the swastika is. Uh, I never knew that. Really? Yeah. It's, it's swastika is kind of on its side, whereas the the uh-uh. actual religious symbol itself is just straight up this way and straight up that way. I had no idea. I didn't either. And he knows all that stuff. I don't know where the hell he comes up with it, but he knows all that kind of stuff. I don't. Get your nose out of a book once in a while, for Christ. Yeah. Like, you got to tell kids to read. He can't stop. Right. What do you do? Read all day, Andy? Nerd. Nerd. What, are you trying to learn something? <laughs> what, what, are you smart? <laughs> yeah. And who reads now? Not me, that's well. for sure. Like, the world has stopped. We don't read anymore. We watch that's TikToks. True. No, not not since true. they canceled Sports Illustrated for kids. Yeah. There's no question about it. No, you talk about a nerd. Tevin's like, yeah, Sports Illustrated for kids. Which, by the way, was not around when I was a kid. I'm so old. Oh, I, had, I had two friends that were in Sports Illustrated for kids, and we they were local celebrities back in Osceola, Wisconsin. Oh, really? They were so cool. Yep. Osceola, wow. baby. No question about it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you do what you do. Like I said, I'm not judging. I have friends that have tattoos all over their body. God bless you if that's what you want. I just I never understood it. Never. The entire body is a whole different yeah, it is. discussion, right? It is. Yeah, you're right about like that. Like, at what so. point are you like, I got to get another one? And then I got, it's, it's got to be addictive. Like, that, that's got, that, yeah. it has to be like some type yeah. of weird addictive personality type of deal. I think that, and women love to have their legs tattooed more than their upper body. They like to, they like to tattoo their legs, I've noticed. Which I don't Do they? Really yeah, legs. I've seen arm. I've seen a lot of arm tattoos. Arms, arms too. Yeah. yeah, ribs are a trendy one. I feel what? like. Yeah. Your ribs? Yeah, you'll get like they'll get like just a word on your ribs because it's one of those things where it's easy to cover up. But there's no fat there. That would hurt like hell. Oh, I, I think you I'm gotta have feels fat. Good. It definitely doesn't feel good. My my biggest thing is like. <laughs> I'm, it's got to be such a hassle, like, immediately yeah. after. It's so much that I wouldn't want to do it oh. because, like, I get it on my arm. Okay, sweet. I go to bed, and I'm not laying on it. Ha- half-minded, half asleep in the night. I'm going to roll over, and then, ah, just killing. Or the next morning, like, I'm going to jump in the shower, and it's all down my leg, blah, blah, blah. You're inconvenienced by it. Yeah. I got, you know, it's I gotta, like, screw that. Too inconvenient. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is not True. worth it. It's not worth it. I have tattoos on my arm, and you can get the numbing cream. and then, But, yeah, it is a hassle to have to, like, 
well, now I guess they have a sticker essentially that goes over it, so it's not as oh. bad. And then that has like aloe or some healing oh, type of okay. thing, so it's not as painful as it once was. But it's still yes, an inconvenience, but it's not uh, as bad as it once was. Okay. So you're hurting yourself all... on purpose. Yes. Yes, I just uh, I've I, I'm, I'm emotionally still... unwell. Sorry, I'm going to avoid this. <laughs> yeah, I've never had any interest. I had almost every friend I've ever had had a tattoo, but I just. You're not going to poke me with a needle. Forget it. Not going to happen. Right? You, you strike me, Tom, as a, a potential tattoo candidate in the 70s. Yeah, maybe back then, but I never, I never did it, though. That's when, actually, that is when my friends all did it, is in the late 60s and early 70s. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that back then. Plus, I mean, you, you know, you got in the occasional brawl, right, back then? Like, you seem like a guy who... who but, who at that time might have been like, ah, screw it, let's do the arm tattoo or something. You know what's interesting about that? I was not a big fighter, and it wasn't that anybody avoided it or whatever, but I I know it's going to be hard for you guys to believe, but the guys in my neighborhood that I was thought I was so mentally ill, they didn't want to mess with me. Could you see that? The, Wait, I the mean, guys did... Wow. So, sorry, Tevin, go ahead. I was going to say, well, if they knew kind of your family history about your father, that could have probably played into it too. That does. There's no question about it. I think that is a big part because my father, well, they were all around when they took my dad away in a straitjacket. So, you know, they went, ooh, we probably better stay away from that household for a while. That is interesting, watching your dad hauled off in a straitjacket. It, 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 it does have an effect on you when you're, I guess I was about seven. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah, yeah I'd piss on him. He wasn't a great guy. Don't worry about it. No, you but I mean? seven? Yeah. Yeah, That's I was seven traumatic, years old. man. But you look at Nyad. I watched the movie Nyad. Why was she so great? Because her father treated her like shit. That's why she said, Dad, you know what? I'm going to show you. So you can take that to great success if you do. I think to tell you the truth, the reason that I work as hard as I do is that right there. Mm -hmm. I know Dad, wherever he died when when he was 60. So, I mean, he hadn't been around for a long, long time. But I still have, I don't consciously think about it, but it pops in my head. Yeah, what do you think of that action? Highest rated morning show in America, Dad. What do you think of me now? Mm-hmm. I mean, you do. It never goes yeah. away. So, but Diana Nyad, if you haven't seen Nyad, she was definitely driven to swim 110 miles in the ocean to show, look, Dad, I'm better than you. I prefer That's your why path. she did it. Exactly. I prefer your path. Like, hey, I'm going to work hard and become really become popular on this show, as opposed to, like, there's nothing in the world that could make me be like, you know what, I'm going to effing show you by swimming 110 miles because I would drown after about 14. Now, no, no. What am I talking about? Two. (laughs) Yeah, two miles. Just drown, floating face down in the ocean. Oh, I'd be a goner. No question about it. Damn it, this segment was, even though we had 15 minutes, it was too short. Absolutely. The, the Wild lose, the Wolves win. The Twins tie. Come on, it was, a, <laughs> it, it was a good enough day. And the Twins didn't lose, Tom. The Twins didn't uh, lose. I like it. That that's, works for me. That's like a sports team yeah. cycle. Yeah, say, that's just a Minnesota yeah. cycle. <laughs> and the baseball team tied. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Works for me. Because they're like, okay, game's done. 3 3. Yep. Get, go <laughs> home, Phillies. Let's go back to the bars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Yeah, getting down in Florida, baby. All right, gentlemen. I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it, pal. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Score North Judd's all guy. I love talking to those guys. Those guys, Both of them, oh. they do such a good job. Don't Fantastic. They? 10 out of 10. 
They're all right. You don't tell them I said that, though. You know. They're all right. You know, Tom really likes you a lot. Don't tell them that. Just go, Tom can barely stand working with you. It's very difficult. It's really hard on them. Uh-huh. They're no Chris Eggert, but what can you do? <laughs> well, we'll find out in a couple minutes now, won't we? We'll be right back. Chris Eggert will join us right after this. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees. I want to thank my listeners for all of your continued support. Thank you. They have an overstock. They're having an overstock clearance and new product sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code TOM and you get free shipping on your entire order. You know, a lot of my listeners don't like to use my name. They go, ah, Tom wouldn't like that. I, do, I would like it, actually, if you did use my name. Uh, it's a hell of a nice thing to do. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. Also get 50% off the brand-new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. And take advantage of the free shipping on larger items, such as mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA. On sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand-new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb. They have dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and, of course, so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com, call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, and you get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-516-5146 to go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM. Hi, guys. It's Chris Eggert from Channel 5 Morning News, along with my friends Megan Newquist and Ken Barlow. In the morning, we pride ourselves on sharing people's stories. I've been lucky enough to be part of this 5 Eyewitness News morning team for more than a decade now. This is where I've raised my kids and working alongside my friends for all these years. We're like a family, too. We are family, Chris. Working with you and Ken and Hannah, it is such an honor to help folks start their day every morning on Channel 5. We get to catch people up on the news that's happening, and Hannah is here to keep an eye on the traffic around town. And when it comes to weather, I know people rely on me to plan their day and get their family out the door. Over the last 10 years, there were so many memories and so many laughs. I just love sharing the forecast alongside you guys. I feel the same way, Ken. To all you who start your day with us here on Channel 5, we think of you as family, too. Thanks for turning on 5 Eyewitness News in the mornings. Have you enjoyed Minnesota's non-winter this year? Want to enjoy the warmth whenever you want? Two Minnesotans can help you live that dream. Matt Carlson from Realty One Group Destination Key West grew up in Litchfield, Minnesota. Started out helping his friends find homes locally and in Florida. And now he can help you. If you've considered living in the warmth of Florida, now is the time to reach out to your new friend in Realty, Matt Carlson. It's a buyer's market now, and your Minnesotan friend Matt can help you with a new home here or in the Florida Keys. And if you need some guidance with financing, Kristen Eklund from Coast to Coast Mortgage can help. Kristen is Matt's preferred lender, can finance anywhere in Florida, and like Matt, is one of us, as she hails from the Sartell, Alexandria area. So if you're looking at a new home in Minnesota, or maybe that second home or retirement place in Florida, trust your new local friends, contact Matt and Kristen. Visit OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com, or call Matt at 612 791 2345 612-791-2345 and work with local professionals you can trust. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP.com. 
podcast.com. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. We are back. Chris Eggert now joins us to drag the show down in the ratings. And it's what I do. It's what I do, man. What's happening, Pally? Nothing. How are you guys? Magnificent. We just had a great time talking about tattooed people. We were talking about all kinds of stuff. I heard that. I'm surprised you don't have any ink. Uh, AJ, Tevin, you guys have ink? Yep, I've got like half my right arm tattooed. I am. Was uh, that a? Oh, you know AJ? I'm a huge wimp. Absolutely not. (laughs) And Tom, you just never really had the desire to do it. No, the only tattooed I used to get is when I used to drink a lot. Just get totally tattooed and fall asleep. What do you think? What's, there's a song about screwed, glued, tattooed. I don't. I, I don't remember it anyway. <laughs> well, there's a word in there you don't want to use because they do use that word. You remember what it was? They changed it. Thank God. Oh really? So how was your day? I don't know, man. Screwed, Jude, and tattooed. Oh, yeah, you don't want to say that anymore. That's not a good idea. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) I'm going to use it on Josh Arnold today, but other than that. I'm sure he'll love that. (laughs) He'll love it. There's no question. Yeah, that used to be part of the deal back when I was a kid. And they they said, let's let's change it up to screwed, viewed, and viewed, booed, screwed, booed, and tattooed. How about that? That's good. I think that's a good change. Much better. There's no question about it. So, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Talk, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Uh, call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. What's big in the news this morning, Buster? Uh, we've got the memorial service for those three first responders oh, that's happening today. So, that, that's going um, to be the big, you know, big story throughout the day here we're going to carry it live i assume most of the other tv stations are going to carry it live too and there's a um going to be a huge procession that's going to happen and they're expecting thousands of people there and Mm -hmm. people are already lining up so that's that's kind of the big that's going to be the big story today i have a question for all three of you and all of our listeners as a matter of fact when are we going to start uh, enforcing the law in america again this guy should have never gotten out of prison he has committed, what, like 20 major felonies. And he's just wandering the streets, hanging out, killing two cops and a firefighter. He should have been in prison for the rest of his life long ago. And, and yesterday they um, came out with some information that it, um, it was a straw buyer. So somebody bought him mm-hmm. one of the main gun parts from a Burnsville Jesus. gun store. And the, gun, and the guy who owns a gun store, to his credit, was like, you know... You, you don't know if somebody has goes through the legal process right. and, and buys the part, and if they sell it to somebody on their own. I mean, there, there's nothing he could have done different, which I'm sure he feels terrible about. But they don't know for sure whether the part that was bought and sold to the shooter was the actual weapon that right. was used. Right. So that that's one part of that. You know, connecting the dots there that haven't quite been connected yeah. yet. Well, and typically no when somebody that. goes and buys a gun and they go, "Hey, are you going to use this to murder somebody today?" They <laughs> yeah. don't go, "Yes, yes, <laughs> right. I am. Yes, right. I am." There's no but doubt about it. Again, that goes back to the whole point of if somebody wants to get a gun, mm-hmm. there are plenty of ways where somebody can get a gun. Well, and, why don't we put the people who use them in prison so they can't get a gun, or if they get well, a gun, it's in prison. I, I, I. I can't say that that's 
that seems like a pretty valid idea, but we're also. Now, I must admit that I have a different perspective on this because I went to high school with a guy who committed a, a felony. He ended up in prison for about four years. So I didn't see him for four years. The next time I saw him was a couple of days after he got out of prison and he was riding his bike over the Broadway Bridge on uh, Mississippi River, nude. Was it warm out? <laughs> it was warm. Yes, it was warm out. Just gets out of prison after like four or five years, and there he is riding his bike. He wanted Excuse the... me. It was a Plymouth Avenue bridge, not the Broadway bridge. Yeah, he wanted the ultimate feeling of freedom. Is there anything more free than just getting out of jail <laughs> yes. naked? you got to be careful riding a bike, is all I'm saying. <laughs> right. I would think, yeah. The There's lots of moving parts there that... Uh, uh, it wasn't It wasn't summer solstice, was it? <laughs> Might have been. Well, let me think about you. Maybe right. It was because a beautiful they, day. Because they do this thing out in Seattle when we lived out there on summer solstice where there's this great big bike parade right down one of the main streets, and everyone's naked. Yeah. The, yep, welcome but, to the Northwest. There's no question. The, well, the guy started that because, well, none of us should have to wear tops. So the guy could wear their pants, but the women had to show their breasts off. That was, yeah, you didn't think that through before you asked for that uh, law to be passed, did you? I'm just saying you got to be real careful riding a bike if you're a dude. Yes. That's I all would, I'm saying. Yeah, well, that, that is you, true. That one, one slip of the foot off the pedal and you're that's not good. Although I did see an ad on TV about a month ago, and I'm not making this up, it's about a month ago, there is a new bike seat for guys where your package slips down be- between this like in this little pocket. <laughs> what? I'm looking yeah, this up your, immediately. Your seeds can rest up in it. Instead of that little pointy thing, there's a little rest area for the for the seeds kind of right where the thick part of it meets the thin part of it. I'm not making it up. I saw the ad on television. I, that that's that's that might be one thing, but I know the times that I hurt myself when I was a lad riding bike. It was because uh, of the big bar that yes. men's bikes have versus the women's bikes. And okay, we're gonna spin the dial here, and you got to tell the truth. Can you remember the worst time you were ever hit in the nuts as a boy? I can. I can too. Let's hear it. <laughs> no. Uh, I, we were at a party. We were in seventh grade. Everybody at the party was drunk. And a, one of my best friends was hammered. And he goes, Ah, oh, Tommy, great to see you. And kicks me right in the nuts as a joke. Mm. So I didn't defend myself because I never thought he'd do something like that. But holy God, did that hurt. That uh... does hurt. It's a, that's a pain like none other. And only a dude can tell when you're watching a sporting event and the person goes down, there's a certain look on their face (laughs) and a way they get up. You can go, yep, that was a nut shot. Followed by the, a slight hesitation. It's like the, it's the delayed reaction that tells that's the tell. Yep. And then it's always funny watching the announcers sort of dance around how, how they're going to characterize what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. Because they can't that's tell a for a point. second, but then it becomes clear, and it's like, oh, um, <laughs> yep. well, he'll need a couple of minutes to 
come back from that. Hopefully he'll be all right. You know, there's always these funny <laughs> little ways they gloss over. I remember being as a kid, it felt like every time that happened in a football game, the announcers would be like, yeah, he just needs to go over to the sidelines and uh, air it out a little bit. Yes, air it out. Air it out. It doesn't right. help anybody. No question. Just air it out. I, yeah. I will tell you, I and a guy told me when I was, I guess I was in seventh grade, we used to go down to Sunset Park and play play league baseball, not softball. He said, Tom, if you're going to pitch, wear a nut cup. And I'm like, what? He goes, no, I'm telling you. It was great advice. Line shot right between the legs. I had a cup on, didn't hurt at all. So That's good. Yeah, you don't want a, a baseball. That, that, oh, that's oh my. No. Traveling about 100 miles an hour? No, you do not. Well, that's like the cup. There used to be a commercial where a guy that was – had this new great uh, cup that you could use, and he would put a baseball through a pitching machine and just fire yes. one right oh, at yeah, himself exactly. to show you yep. like how good it was. And it's like I don't, <laughs> I'm not doing that, sir. That's a little too far no. for you to go. No, I believe you, but I'm not doing that. Speaking of go, Chris Eggert is due on the set, and we cannot, you know, throw the news way off by having no Chris Eggert at what the would, What gosh, what would they do? There's clearly no way they could find anybody else in the no. world to fill in for me. There's, I mean, there's lower-level talent. They could kind of just plug in there, but, you know. Um, they could plug in a <laughs> freaking uh, glass of water, and it would offer about as much as what I do to the. Oh, don't be so You humble. calling yourself a tall drink of water here? Yeah, or what? To call oh, himself- there no, you go. No, there you go. A glass of milk, just a <laughs> boring white puddle. Of, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm a boring white puddle myself, so it all works yep. out in the end. We'll talk to you tomorrow, pal. Bye. Thanks a lot. Chris Hager, Channel 5's Chris Hager, brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. We shall take a break. Be right back and get some legal advice from Dave Bialki at Bialki Law coming up next. When you go to a restaurant, you expect the chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing... 
The Valley Buick GMC 365 base sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine fire. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. February is the month for love. When is the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? Have you gotten down on your hands and knees and adored how clean and refreshed it was? Or are you scared what you might see or smell maybe not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home but it's also the biggest air filter in your house lucky for you zero res is going to spread the love to you and your home with their love your rug special get three rooms zero resified starting at just 119 bucks and a free hallway don't forget dirt and dander's favorite hiding place your air ducts this month takes 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Tom Bernard Show special. Protect your employees and customers by getting your business Zero Resified by the pros at Zero Res. Call today for your commercial cleaning estimate. Spell it forward or backward. It spells the same, Zero Res. You're listening to the Tom Bernard Podcast. You damn right you are. There's no question about it. So, what's the latest? You know, just uh, I, I I've been looking to uh, possibly sue you for workplace damages. Okay, think- well, there's a guy you can get a hold of. His name is uh, his initials are like DB. I know that, but Cooper. I can't remember his full name. I all I know is he goes to work for you. That's yeah. He DB goes to work for you. That's exactly right. So, you're gonna you're gonna hire him to go after me. You specifically, Tevin. Tevin, you can stay out of this this week, but maybe Perfect. next week. Well, actually, I think I'm hurt too. So put my name. I on saw the... you with a limp yeah. this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A limp? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Don't you ask. Walk... <laughs> you strolled right into that one, man. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> you guys are going to learn sooner or later. You can't on a live show where people can just you know riff a little bit. You got to watch every word you say. There's no question about it. <laughs> Is Dave ready to go? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dave Bielke, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone joining us now live. Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E.com and tell them that Tom sent you. Dave Bielke, how are you, sir? Uh, very good, sir. How about you? Well, other than the fact that I'm going to get sued by Tevin and AJ just for being me, it's it's going to be a difficult day, you know. Okay, make, make sure they go to my website. It's actually B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com, B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Oh, did I miss that? B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. You are absolutely yep. right. I'm sorry. I don't usually make mistakes like that. I'm glad you were listening. <laughs> it's uh, just a little one, but that's uh, if you just did Bielke.com, you would end up with my nephew who – He's a big computer guy. He actually works out in Seattle, and he grabbed that domain like 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> God, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring this up earlier. Did you see what that comedy club in Seattle did? No. Is Seattle a complete nuthouse? I mean, I've, you know, I've never been to Seattle. It's one of the few places in America I've never been. Is that place it, a complete well, nuthole? I've been there a couple of times. It's actually it's a very pretty city. It's yeah, old. People yeah. think of it being new, but the down, uh, you know, by the harbor, whatever, is very old. Um, I, I kind of like it there. It's okay, but I'll tell you one thing: is one time I uh, 
one of my visits there, I went to see the Vikings because I have two nephews live in Seattle. So okay. uh, we all went all right. and and it was next to Chicago Bears fans. They're, they're the worst fans I've met on NFL. <laughs> oh, you've never were, met any Eagles not, fans? I have not met. You know, I, I know that would uh, change the bar a little bit. Comparison, <laughs> but I, I have not been to Philadelphia, but I have been to uh, oh, about 16, 17 stadiums. And uh, I think Seattle, right up there with the Bears fans, being the worst. I thought they were obnoxious. I didn't like them. So, yeah. If that means uh, anything. No, it does mean something. B i a l k e law dot com. We're gonna we're gonna hammer that a couple more times because I can't believe that I left that out of there. But, um, you know, as far as the world goes and all the rest of it, I, I just we're just trying to fit in, Dave. Can we just you know if we don't fit in, can we just sue the entire universe? Well, there's got to be someone left to to pay out, I guess. But I, That's I, true. I don't know. Fitting in can be sometimes a little challenging. There's no question. There's a. Uh, because because the uh, the uh, word Seattle came up, this just happened. I believe yesterday was on the national news last night that there's a comedy club in Seattle that has to go mm. through your entire act. They hired four guys. One of them was Jim Florentine, very mm-hmm. well nationally known comedian. They fired all four of them because they didn't like their content. Yeah, it's Capitol Hill Comedy Bar. Capitol Hill Comedy Bar. They uh, they sent him an email, and it says, uh, we uh, have to cancel your shows. There was a whole thing. We are a progressive area, and we checked with the community, and your values and my values don't align with the other (laughs) comics. So you have to believe everything that I believe, or I am going to punish you. Yep. Rob Rob Schneider was also canceled from there as well. Yep. Jim 14, Rob Schneider. Unbelievable. Any idea... any idea what the content was? I mean, what was so offensive, apparently, to at least some people there? Well, they made fun of people, and they don't want comedians making fun of people anymore. <laughs> but that's how you become a comedian in the first place. Yeah, if, if you go to a comedy show and not know that there's a possibility uh, that, that someone um, <laughs> you know, may, may poke something at you, you, you shouldn't go to a comedy show. That's, remember the old Don Rickles thing? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! I love him. Were, I, I would be doubling over laughing so hard, and and he'd never smile, and he would just tear people up. The other guests, uh, the host, you name it, and then he'd just go into the audience. He, I remember oh. seeing one he he tore up Ronald Reagan, which I thought was really funny. You know, oh, there's no question. Reagan there was... laughed, and he's just laughing. Yep. His wife Nancy was laughing. Yeah. The biggest one I can remember was. Uh... You know, just a few years before we lost Don Rickles. Don Rickles is one of the nicest people I've ever met. I actually made him cry once by complimenting him. He literally teared up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's on stage, I think in Vegas, and he's talking to the crowd. And they're showing the people he's talking to. There's a nice couple. They're probably in their early 50s, something like that. And I need to point this out because you can't see the picture that his wife had a, a pretty large nose. Not just you know way out of line, but she had a she had a big nose for the rest of her face, right? And Don Rickles says to the guy, "So, sir, what's your name? Bill? How you doing, Bill? You like the show so far? Everything good? You like it? Everything's good? Uh, who's that next to you? Over to you, over to your left there? Who is that?" He goes, "Well, that's uh, Don. That's my wife." He goes, "It's your wife. I thought she was an eagle." <laughs> 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 what a horrible thing to say. 
And that guy <laughs> on can't national look. television. That guy can't laugh at that joke because no. he's got to go home with her. <laughs> What's your wife, an eagle? That's real nice, Don. I don't think you're getting away with that anymore. I will tell you that. <laughs> Even back then, that may have been a little over the top. But it, yeah, uh, just me. Yeah. <laughs> that's you what we remember so? these, these these old uh, you know comedians of the past that were you know the funny ones because I mean there were, were some that oh. were really not as funny as as they like Bob Hope. I don't know. I, I look back, I don't think he was that funny, but um, but Don Rickles was hysterical. Oh God, he made me laugh so many times. And by the way, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him a few times, and he just he could not have been a nicer guy he just it was all an act he was very good at the act don't get me wrong but he just was a sweetheart of a guy there's no question about it I just it was another one of those lucky things in my life when uh you know these people you get to meet the Don Rickles of the world and this guy and that guy and all the rest of it and when Rodney Dangerfield died because his wife Joan knew that he and I talked quite often, and we weren't friends, but I knew him and he knew me, and all that. You know, that's the best way to put it. She calls me live on the family podcast back like this is, you know, 13, 14 years ago. When did he die? When did Don Rickles die? I'm not Don Rickles. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Rodney Dangerfield. He died, what, about five years ago? Maybe it's longer than that now. Something like I'm that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not good at that at all. But she calls me up live on the show, and she goes, "Tom, it's me." I said, "How are you doing, my dear?" And she goes, "I'm great." But I just, oh, you got the you got the uh, figure, Devin. Oh yeah, he died in 2004. See, look at that. Oh. 20 years ago. It seems to me like it was about four or five years ago, and it was 20 years ago. Hmm. So there you go. So it must have been on the KQ Morning Show then, because I don't think we had a family podcast 20 years. Maybe we did, but I don't remember. But she calls into the show. She's live on the air, and she goes, I was going through the closet, you know, because i got to figure out what to do with some of Rodney's suits and all the rest of it. And she said, you know, I reached in a pocket and pulled out all these pieces of paper, and I thought, i got to call Tom Bernard. She calls me. There were a bunch of jokes that he had never used, that he had handwritten and carried in his pocket. She started reading the jokes on the air. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, that would have been fantastic. I would have loved it to was. have heard that. Uh, it was brand just... new stuff from uh, Rodney Dagerfield. I'm sure it was hysterical, but you wouldn't get his. I mean, I'm sure they were funny, but his delivery was second to none. Oh, there's no question about it. Uh, mm-hmm. The first joke I ever heard him tell was he walks on stage, he goes, Look, I'm not telling you my wife's a bad cook or anything, you know, but uh, the flies in the neighborhood got together and sewed the hole shut in the screen door. <laughs> not a bad joke. <laughs> Her cooking sucked so bad, even the flies didn't want to land on it. (laughs) (laughs) I remember once saying about his wife, he says, my wife, she likes to talk after sex. Last night she called me from a Howard Johnson's. <laughs> See that's now you're talking. That's now there's humor right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you very much. Great to be here. In any case, uh, so if anybody needs help with pretty much anything, but certainly workers' comp and all the rest of it, they gotta go to b i a l k e law dot com. I'm gonna say that again: b i a l k e law dot com. I just can't believe that I left the law part out. I never do things like that. Yeah, and also I went to Bialki.com. All it says is this is Nathan's Bialki, Nathan Bialki's homepage. That's it. So that's a, that's my nephew. Yeah, he definitely did that on purpose. Yeah, he did it on purpose because he didn't want anybody. He did it. 
so long ago he did. I mean, he, he works for Oculus. He's just one of these, uh, you know, computer nerds, very smart. Uh, but he, yeah, he did that about. Well, I, I started my my own firm like 21 years ago. It was before then. It was probably 25 years ago. He was just, you know, I, I, he may have even been a teenager at the time. He takes this domain. He's he's never offered to sell it to me. <laughs> oh, make a little do re mi. There yeah. now you're talking. All right, pal. Any closing words you got for us? Uh, I don't think so. I just um, well, other than we finally feels like winter again. <laughs> but only for I, I one day, from what thing. I understand. Oh, it is okay because I, I thought that was kind of a good thing, and we're still in February, and we got an extra February day tomorrow. So and that's that's right, the 29th. We got one mm-hmm. extra day in February this year. Always a pleasure, mm-hmm. Dave. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Take care. On the phone joining us was Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm, Heard at Work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com and tell them Tom sent you. Matt Hamachek, our very special guest, the Apple Plus 10-part docuseries, The Dynasty. Oh, we got to hear about the New England Patriots dynasty again. <laughs> Although he was born, well, he wasn't born, but his mother was born in Browerville, Minnesota. So, you know, I guess we can get through another talk about yep. the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. You think? I think so. Closest we'll ever get to a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? You, might. <laughs> you might be right about that, actually. Matt is our special guest right after this. Hey, it's a new year. Why not treat yourself to a new gun from KL Surplus and Ammo? I personally know Jim, the owner. And I'm not making that up. He's a great guy. He's been, first of all, I don't do commercials for people I don't like. So there you go. But Jim, yeah, Jim's a great guy. He's been in the firearms business for over 15 years and knows how to set you up with the perfect firearm for your needs. KNL offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region, including Beretta shotguns, Antica rifles. Uh, high school trap teams are starting to form now, and KNL has a great selection of SKB shotguns. KNL has Tika and SKB both in right and left hand models. KNL also has a broad range of ammunition, including both American and European calibers. If you have a collection of guns that you'd like to sell, call Jim at KNL so he can help you get the best price through his network. KNL Surplus and Ammo is on Lake Drive in Lana Lakes and open Tuesday through Saturday. You can also visit them online, www.klgunstore.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you miss your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. 
Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings, 8 to 9.30, or anytime you like as a podcast on the Tom Bernard app at TomBernardShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when Matt's ready to go, and we will get it done. He's all set. Matt Hamachek, how you doing, Matt? I'm good. How are you doing? Marvelous, Scott. I just I looked at your picture, by the way. You look, you look a, a, like a very good student. Is that your student picture? <laughs> I don't know what picture you have. Uh, I, I it depends on which one it is, but uh, you know, I haven't been a student for a long, long time. But I'll t- I'll take that. It's make make me sound young. Matt, it's a good picture. That's all I'm telling. It's a really good picture. Now, all right. I do have to mention uh, one thing. Uh, being a Viking fan, it's difficult for me to talk about the New England Patriots, except for the fact that Tom Brady and I have both Tommy B for our names, Tom Bernard and Tom Brady. And we have Here one we other thing in common. Both of our mothers were born in Browerville, Minnesota, a town of about How 200 about people. Seriously, Matt, 200 people. And my mother and his mother both born there. It's wonderful. Amazing. Well, you know, uh, my my uh, father was born uh, in uh, Kewanee, Wisconsin. So, as unfortunate this might be for all the people out there, I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. Uh, we're all, we all get indoctrinated into our parents' teams. So, <laughs> I, 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 I'm the uh, I'm the enemy. Matt, you are the enemy. There's no doubt. But the the good news for both of us is the New England Patriots are even bigger enemies because that team kicked everybody's ass for a long period of time. It was unbelievable to watch, Matt. No, they they really were. And um, you know, we we detail every part of the story. And uh, you know, not being a fan really afforded me the ability to listen to the people who were actually in the building tell these stories in, like they were back in the moment, right? And so, you know, we got to talk to 70-plus, you know, players and coaches and front office execs, league officials like Roger Goodell, uh, rivals. And instead of coming in, you know, if I was telling the Green Bay Packers story, I'd be like, well, I was at the 2007, you know, national championship game or, you know, NFC championship game. I remember this or I remember that. But I didn't know the story, so I really had questions and wanted to listen to these guys tell the story. And what I found was obviously a football story because it's about a football team, but at its core, it is a deeply human story and something it's sort of like, I almost call it like a Shakespeare, but with footballs, because, you know, this isn't just about touchdowns and, and wins and losses. There are larger themes here about things like betrayal and sacrifice and, uh, you know, loss and and death and all sorts of things that are so much bigger than just the game of football. And so at its core, I think that's what this entire 10-part series is really about. And I say that because there are probably people out there that say, I can't stand the New England Patriots. There's so much <laughs> stuff done about them. You know, 
I don't want to watch more stuff about them. But my point is, even if you don't like the Patriots, even if you don't like football, this story is about more than that. In the same way that, like, you know, a show like The Sopranos, for example, yes, it's Mm -hmm. about the mafia, but at its core, it it is a family story, right? And you're always, when you tell these stories, trying to find something that goes beyond the surface. No question about it. I am, and I'll, I'll full full disclosure, I am a huge Viking fan, but I am really interested in seeing, and again, uh, Matt's talking about his uh, Apple Plus 10-part docuseries, The Dynasty, began on February 16th, is based on Jeff Benedict's best-selling book, The Dynasty, written about the New England Patriots, of course, Tom Brady, uh, one of the great, do you think Bill Belichick maybe is the best coach of all time? I, I well look. I mean, you know, you're asking a Packer fan, so there's, there's a guy <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that I, I, I that I would argue, you know, in Lombardi maybe was just ever so slight, you know, is at least tied. But yeah, I think, yes, okay. Ob- okay, obviously, obviously, Bill Belichick is one of, if not the greatest coach in NFL history, maybe in sports history, because yeah. the culture. It, it wasn't just look. Everybody always focuses on things like the X's and O's. But, but with the Patriots in general, this applies to Tom Brady, this applies to Robert Kraft, this applies to everybody that came through that building. Their success came through things that were largely intangible, especially to people on the outside looking in. And what I mean by that is culture is what – the culture that Bill Belichick created there was so important to this. And what, what I mean is that you know he created an almost military-like you know, culture, which is something we're going to we're going to detail in the fifth episode, which is coming up here, because he grew up in Annapolis, Maryland. His father was one of the coaches for the Navy football team. Oh. And, you know, he talks about how that was sort of the way he saw football through, you know, watching film through his father's eyes, but also watching Navy and Army and all these great games. And, you know, his system was he was on top and everybody was equal and underneath him. Now, that may sound harsh to people, especially, you know, people of younger generations. But what that meant was that when things like Spygate happened, when they actually had their backs up against the wall, they never faltered. And they actually did the opposite. When Spygate story came out and they were caught cheating, a lot of teams would crumble and fall apart and people would be blaming people in the public and the media right. and sort of, you know, taking yep. shots at each other. But that never happened. And in fact, that season is when they went on the run where they went undefeated all the way up until the Super Bowl. And, you know, that system sustained the Patriots for so many years until eventually we get to the back half of the story. And that's where you start to see some of the foundations for this selfless, team-first culture start to fall apart and the dynasty falls apart at the seams. Matt, i got to ask you a question about this because I've never – I don't think I've ever gotten a good answer from anybody. I've asked many people this question, but Tom Brady wasn't even the starting quarterback at Michigan. He was a backup almost his entire uh, stay there, was he not? That, that, that is, well, partially correct, yes. Partially, so okay. This sort of fits, fits into part of the sort of Tom Brady lore, if you will, right. and it's certainly part of the way that Tom Brady sees himself. He is a person, at least in his own eyes, and I'm saying this according to his family and the people he played with and his friends at Michigan. He sees himself as this guy who constantly had to prove himself to show the world that he was capable. Because at Michigan, 
He starts when he comes in as the seventh seventh string quarterback. Yeah. And then works yeah. his way up by the time he gets to his senior year to be the starting quarterback. But all of a sudden, Drew Henson comes in. And Drew Henson at the time, you know, as Tom describes it, look, he was stronger, faster, you know, had a better arm than I did. But what would happen, and so the coach would sort of let Tom Brady start the game. Tom would get a lead. Then Drew Henson would come in. All of a sudden, that lead would, would whittle down, and then, all, and then the coach would have to reluctantly put Tom Brady back in. And then, you know, they had success. They went to a bowl game, and I think we even won one that year, his final year. And then Tom Brady is drafted in the 199th pick in the draft, and he goes to the Patriots. And then just as he's, a, just as he's winning his fourth Super Bowl and tying, you know, Joe Montana as the, as the most winning Super Bowl-winning quarterback of all time, Guess yep. what Bill Belichick does because he has the data. He has the data that says every quarterback, even a guy like Tom Brady who, who is, says, I'm going to play till I'm 45 years old, every quarterback falls off a cliff. And he has to draft his replacement in Jimmy Garoppolo. And so this guy who constantly feels like he has to prove himself, that is what happens. And then, you know, then the flake date happens and, every, and you know, and – you know, we, we go into great detail of all the facts of that, but we also go into the hysteria around that entire thing and how the entire nation was obsessed with what had happened, and it trumps news stories that were far bigger. And then, you know, he serves his four-game suspension. He comes back, and he gets into them to the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden he finds himself in the third quarter of a Super Bowl against the Falcons, and he's down 28-3. to Once again, everybody's doubting him. One of the newspapers in Boston prints an early edition for the Snowbirds down in Florida that says it's all come to an end. A bitter end is what the headline is, right? And then Tom Brady does what he always does, which is he puts on the cape and he proves everybody wrong. And then, of course, a couple of years later, they all start doubting him again. And then eventually he leaves. And what does he do again? He proves them all wrong once again, and he wins a Super Bowl in Tampa. And so... Like I said, this is about football. But if you can't understand the, the concept of being doubted, we've all felt that. We've all had to prove ourselves yep. at some point in our lives. Yep. And we've also all been Bill Belichick, which have been sure of something. And maybe we were proven right and maybe we were proven wrong. And I always wanted to make sure the audience could understand why these people made the decisions that they did or felt the way that they did. Even if they don't agree, agree with the decisions that they made, I think you have to understand why they did it. And so that's why it's a deeply human story and not just a football story. I think it's a magnificent story. The only thing that's really unfortunate, a phenomenal quarterback, a winning quarterback, a very smart guy, a very wealthy guy. Too bad he's so homely. (laughs) Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the only person I know who has found a way to age uh, like wine. Uh, You know, he ages in reverse. I, I, I think he's like Benjamin Button, that movie with Brad Pitt. Somehow he just gets younger and younger as the years go on. But look, whatever, I guess it's the, we always have to start eating avocado ice cream. I think that's the key to it all. Do you think that's the whole, that's why he's so handsome? Because he eats avocado ice cream. I don't know. I don't know. You know, Matt, it's one of those guys, though, you look at him and there are other, you know, women like, you know, the Marilyn Monroe's of the world. It's like, really? You have everything. He's smart, he's handsome, he's wealthy, he's talented, he's got it all. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but here's the thing that you're ignoring with that, and I understand what you're saying, and I've had those thoughts too, but 
what's that, what that is. And this is a non-fan, right? This is somebody that, like everybody else in the country, sort of said, oh, that's Tom Brady. This guy's winning a little too much. He's got too beautiful of a wife. I, I had all right. those same thoughts just like everybody else did. What you're taking away from him when you say that is this guy doesn't find success because he's the best. It's actually, it's actually in a lot of ways the opposite. He was always the slowest. He didn't have the best arm. He wasn't the right. most physically gifted. A lot like Tiger Woods, the last film that I did, the, the only real similarity between these two guys is they will outwork you. And he has earned what he has gotten. He was the first one in, last one out during the offseason. When everybody else is sipping daiquiris on a beach someplace, Tom Brady's on a beach someplace doing band drills and trying to get just a little bit better, even after he's won five, six Super Bowls, whatever it is. And so I, I understand the sentiment, but I also think that you, you have to realize that at his core, he is a worker. And that's what made him great. And that applies to everybody on that team. The work is what made them great. Someday, Matt, we need to have you back on. We'll both do a little research because there's always something in, in someone that successful's life. When you get to be that successful, there was something negative that happened to them that also drives them. A lot of great things happened, yes, but something negative happened to people that are that successful. And it's always interesting to find out what that was or what that is. You kind of described it by... Physically, I am not as talented as everybody else is, but I'm still going to be the best of all time. I mean, that's phenomenal. Well, here's, here's, here's the quick thing that I want to say. Bill Belichick was an incredibly difficult coach to play, to play for, and all the players sure. talk about how hard he was. But one of the things that Bill did that may have been perfect for Tom Brady, and, I, and, and people can judge this. This is just my outsider opinion. I think that... Bill, people tell the story about how in these, they would call them low-light sessions every Monday, they would have them. Bill Belichick would come in, and the first person he would put up on the screen, the first plays he would put up on the screen were Tom Brady. And he would say, what the F are you doing? Why can't you make a, why, the, why can't you make, why can't you, you're trying to tell me that my Hall of, this is in front of the entire team, you're trying to tell me that my Hall of Fame quarterback can't make a five-yard out, Right. And so you ask about the thing that drives somebody like Tom Brady, who's yep. constantly feeling as if he's doubted. Look, Bill was hard. And part of the end of the story is the two of them falling apart and not and their relationship fracturing. But I believe, and this is just my opinion, that without a coach like Bill Belichick constantly keeping him humble and down and forcing him to subjugate his ego in front of the entire team, would he have had the motivation to keep going if he had if that carrot wasn't always just out of reach? You're right. That's that's why why I asked you the question, Matt. Because it's always something. And we'll close with Nyad, Diana Nyad. Why did she do what she did? Swim 110 miles, from very dangerous. Oh yeah, waters. It's because her father treated her like dirt. I mean, I, there's always something negative to go with all that positive. It's amazing, Matt. There you go. It's a great story. It's a great human story. All right. You need to come back, brother. All right. Thank you. Matt Hamachek. I knew that you were going to pull him any second, so I said, you need to come back, brother. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I kept him. I only kept him about seven minutes too long. That's okay, isn't it? Yeah, he was having fun. Yeah. He was very, very good. Damn good. Uh, but but that's the one thing I, that you will learn in life as you guys get a little older. You might be the most successful 
person at what you do, but there was one thing in your life, and, and in Tom Brady's life it might have been a couple of things, but him, Bill, Bill Belichick was smart enough to go, I'm going to push him and push him and push him with all the negativity because he needs some negativity. You need not only positivity, you'll get too lazy and you know sit back in a chair and watch TV. You need that negative thing that drives you. Well, I'll show you, you son of a bitch. You need that in your life. You really do. Like, I've never liked either one of you two, and that's what drives you. Yeah, yeah. every day. I wake up in the morning, go to sleep out of my eye, like, I'm going to show that Tom Bernard. I'm going to drive that today. guy so hard. <laughs> I like it. We'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt, who's even – she goes at, after it even harder than we do. Kristen Burt up next. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. When you go to a restaurant, you expect a chef to be an expert. You expect your auto mechanic to be an expert when it comes to fixing your car. You judge them both by the results of their work. Josh Arnold is an expert in investments and planning your financial future. Josh Arnold is my expert, and he should be yours, too. I talk to Josh every week, and he understands the market and the economy, and he knows how to plan for your retirement. Don't put it off another day. The man with your plan is Josh Arnold. Call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll have an expert planning and managing your financial future. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC Security Investment Advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is The Tom Bernard Podcast. So I was going to be very dramatic. It's time for Kristen Burt. That's what it is. You know, I was just thinking about this because I just took a sip of I love this stuff. You guys ever had this oh, virgin diet nope. cherry soda? <laughs> no. Why, why so, is that funny? It's sorry. virgins? No, Virgil's. Oh, it's Virgil. Okay, yeah. there you go. You're right. It's Virgil. Close. Uh, I was like, what is a virgin diet soda? Let me in on that. Well, it's a Virgil diet soda. You know, same same, same situation. But anyway, 
I want to show you because it's my favorite thing. It's very healthy. It's like zero calories, no aftertaste, no artificial preservatives, no. Uh, uh, is it aspartame or, or aspartame? I never knew that. Aspartame. aspartame. Yeah, yeah. aspartame. No sucralose. It's you know keto. It's non-GMO. The whole deal. The only drawback to this is, this is what about a twelve-ounce can, two dollars a can. I remember I it's could buy a Coca-Cola right. as a kid. It was about fifteen cents. Yeah, well, you two gotta, bucks a can. You got to pay for all the stuff that's not in there. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, too. We took the it out. The so excuse was pay. aluminum went up during the pandemic. Mm. Then, oh, is that what it is? That's when like a lot of like anything in a can went up in price, and of course, never came down. You know what's interesting about that is I tried to buy the bottles of Virgil's black cherry soda, but the bottles have sugar in them. The cans do not, but the bottles do. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and they're both labeled as the same thing, or? Is, yeah, but I mean. One's I, diet. You said this is diet, though. Well, it's not really diet. I mean, it can't. It it's can not be. diet. It's not like a Diet Coke, which has aspartame in it. Yeah, this does not. This, this is zero calories, so it is, I suppose, a diet soda. But it's not about dieting. It's just it doesn't have anything unnatural in it, which is wonderful. I love or it. Or is it, a, is it just a seltzer? Like, is it just a clear? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of, it's zero sugar, black cherry soda. Yeah, it, it is kind of a seltzer. You're absolutely right. Because okay, it so has right here, zero calories, bold taste. What do you yeah. think of that? So I'm assuming it's like a flavored seltzer versus yeah, like is, yeah. the poppy yep. and the olipop, which are those mm, lower yep. sugar sodas, prebiotic really sodas. Good. Yeah. Really, really good. But two bucks a can. Like I said, when I was a kid, you go give them a quarter and you got a bottle of Coca-Cola. Can you go to Costco and get a whole big, huge tray of them? They have it at Whole Foods and Sprouts, which is not in Minnesota. They have Sprouts in California? Yes. Oh, I love Sprouts. Sprouts is a sprouts great Sprouts is great. They have a chicken salad, a honey nut chicken salad. That's maybe the best chicken salad I've ever had in my life. It's phenomenal. Um, I'm just going to call this out and say that Whole Foods is was never the same after Amazon bought them out. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. You're absolutely right about that. I, they're not the same after I went there yesterday because I bought every damn can of uh, Virgil's Zero Black Cherry that I could find, so they don't have any. I think you should go and check on Amazon and see if you can buy a bulk order of them. You Virgil's. can. I did our, the one time, but what I had to do is I had to ask Catherine for a couple hundred bucks so I could do it. <laughs> God. I mean, the, it comes in four packs. So basically... It's eight bucks a four pack, so you figured out it's not out cheaper on Amazon. It. Like forty eight dollars a case. Oh, <laughs> like what? But you have to break it down like unit price. So that's why I was thinking like, does it get down okay. under two dollars a can? Sometimes it does if you buy it in bulk. Yeah, just find yeah, out who just dist- find out who their distributor is, and then tell them you're you know for the Tom Bernard podcast LLC, we're actually a vendor, and so you can order it by the pallet, and they'll just send you like five hundred yeah. cases for. You know what they're gonna do though? If I do that, they're gonna call me and go. You referred to us as virgins, so we're not helping you. <laughs> Why don't you get them to sponsor the show, and there then you, you get free unlimited Ooh, Virgil's seltzer. Virgil's Black Cherry Zero calorie soda and there's nothing artificial in it. it's phenomenal i'm a big seltzer fan myself so i love seltzer I, I love seltzer there's no question so what's new in hollywood sister oh wait a minute kevin, kevin has, has to make a point i have to, well, I have to tell point. you two things real quick one do it 
my girlfriend is obsessed with you. She's mentioned multiple times this week that like she wants to go to LA just so she might bump into you as you're like on your way to Dancing with the Stars. Is she a hashtag oh. birdie? She's a birdie. Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, two, I watched Shogun yesterday. And it was phenomenal. One of like the most beautiful TV shows I've ever seen. Like, it was awesome. Stunning, stunning. And uh, first of all, I don't know if you know the history of Shogun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It's obviously it's based off of James Clavell's book. But back in 1980, way before you guys were born, um, it was a. I, w- I want to call it like a. It was a miniseries. Is that what they used to call it, Tom? Like a miniseries yes. on, on yep. broadcast network miniseries. Yep. So, and this was back when there were only three networks. This was like appointment television. You. St- in front of that TV every single night because, of course, you didn't even have a VCR to record this or a DVR, any of this. And uh, it starred Richard Chamberlain. So 44 years later, they're kind of doing this, like, reimagining of it, but in the most, like, epic, big screen kind of way. It's a a 10-episode series altogether. They're utilizing, I think what I love is the the culture more because Mm -hmm. a lot of this is in Japanese. We're seeing, you know, the subtitles um but i really appreciate this because it dives a little bit deeper than what we saw in the 1980 version did you catch it at all tom no i have not i'm gonna have to do it how long is it just a a two-hour episode kind of thing the first yeah there's two episodes are out um it's on fx but they released the first two episodes on hulu early just so people would you know mm-hmm. get caught on with it um i don't know what they spent i want to know the budget because you can tell that this is epic yeah the detailed to like the uniforms that like the japanese like soldiers and royalty are wearing are phenomenal the they have like shots of like the mountains and castles and the ship that they're on to come in originally like in the early in the episode like it's all beautifully done it gets a little dark when they put the guy in the little tub thing to kill him but uh well, yeah spoilers it's, oh it's yeah so no i don't have to watch <laughs> it anymore go, yeah, yeah, you'll to go. figure it out it's nothing there's nothing to too crazy go. there's nothing too um crazy. yeah I, I honestly like this is probably the biggest thing we've ever seen fx put out it's Un- it's just gorgeous. It's rich. It's expensive looking. The story is well done. The writing is strong. And I love seeing a reimagining on a story that has been done. It was kind of an epic, you know, television event back in the day, but mm-hmm. done in a really right way. And I think done better because we they're leaning into, you know, in 1980, they weren't going to lean into the Japanese culture as much as they do now. Mm-hmm. So we see so those layers to it all. Are they one hour episodes? Yes. They were, okay, they are. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah or like 47 minutes or whatever they yeah, do. Yeah, excellent. I yeah. love yeah. that stuff. I love it. Yeah, and so there'll be eight more following because it's a it's a 10-episode 10 10 limited okay. series. Yeah. I, you know, I will definitely give it a whirl. So, Tevin, you saw one or two? Uh, I just saw the first episode. The first one. Yep. And you yep. love it. But the first two episodes are out, so you yep. can watch those now. So what did you? what, what just knocked you out about it? Well, because it like I didn't see the first the 1980 version of it, but like I feel like a lot of shows it kind of very clearly sets up. Here's the bad guys, here's the good guys, and kind of as the show develops, at least in the first episode, you're like, oh, I'm not sure who is necessarily bad or evil because there's like multiple conflicts, and then it's I don't know, it's just different. It's not like anything that I've seen on TV recently. Good. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, power struggle between two men. Of course, there is a also a powerful woman involved, mm-hmm. and she has her own conflicts too. So, is this something um, like it, it, 
I guess you said this is a reimagining, but is this like it's been a show or is this like it just started fresh, brand new? Or do I have to catch up on a previous season prior? You don't have to catch up on a previous season. So okay. it's it's a standalone project. Perfect. Just mentioning the 1980 miniseries because at the time it was it was a big event at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were like yeah. Shogun. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably find old clips on YouTube somewhere um, and even just compare the budget. You'll go, whoa, there's there. You don't even need to watch the first one at all. Yeah, I just got a uh, message from a friend, a listener, who said, Tom, nice memory. And I said, what are you talking about? I apparently did the trailer for that one back in 1980. You did? I didn't even, I didn't even remember that. Shogun. Are you the guy that's like, Shogun? Yes, apparently that's true. <laughs> I don't even remember it. I haven't heard it in a long time, but I'll have to, I'll have to dig it up. Yeah, that's definitely one to dig up because pretty epic i mean and that was Mm -hmm. um at the time and it it reminds me like roots was like a big thing that was a big mini series at the time um there's probably a couple others that i'm forgetting about and i was too young to be watching them but i do remember like my mom and dad like sitting in front of the tv like okay shogun's on tonight or like it's another (laughs) you know it's another night of roots but people would actually like gather around the television and watch these because they were such big deals at the time and now I we're calling remember. them limited series, but they don't have these like big, huge budgets, except for what we're seeing with Shogun now. That's one thing I'm very, very happy about because I, I go back and watch old TV shows like Alfred Hitchcock and Dragnet and all that stuff that were out either before I was born or when I was a little kid. I enjoy them as much today as I did back then because the writing, I mean, just the, the magic of television. We got the first 1200 Spruce Place on the fourth floor. We got the very first TV in that building. And there were about, I would say, 50 units in that apartment building. It's still there by Loring Park. And I remember people would come over, and the first thing we ever watched was King Kong. That was the movie that first came on. And then I just started watching these shows. I'm like, how is this possible that they can just, these wonderful shows just come into your house? Because they never had before. Well, and think about it, Tom. I mean, technology in your lifetime is unbelievable of where you started and where you are here now. And I don't think any other generation is going to see anything like that again. No. And I think that's incredible to to have witnessed the development of all of this, to think, oh, yeah, I got I remember when I got the first television in my neighborhood. That's amazing. Well, because most of us grew up. Our television was already here when we were born. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, there was a guy in our building that then did get a television because he came over and watched Stars, got a television. But he didn't call it television. He called it the the movie box because he had been to <laughs> the movies. movie box. He calls or it the I movie used to call box. the boob tube. The boob tube was big. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Tube. Why was it called the boob tube? Was it because of the shape of it? No, I think it's because you're an idiot if you watch television. Uh, dumbs yeah. you down, huh? You're a boob. I guess. I don't know. But, you know, I listen to my mom sometimes and, you know, she talks about like how the television was so important with the moon landing or um, when John F. Kennedy was assassinated and how like important. I think, you know, anyone who was remembers 9-11, the television, we probably all gathered Mm -hmm. around then, too. But it was just different because we already had TV. It was a part of our lives so much already. You know, I do think that uh, Robert Kennedy, he was assassinated on television was he not 
That's correct. At the ambassador in Los Angeles. That's right. Is that the ambassador? Yeah, he was executed on live television. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's a lot to go through for a kid. I'll tell you that. And Ruby was also killed live on TV, if I remember yeah, correctly. He was, he was being yes, transported. Yeah. And yeah, well, Ruby killed uh, what's his face because he was. Oh, Ruby executed. killed. What the hell was his name? That's terrible. The guy who they accused of, of killing John F. Kennedy. What yeah, the hell was from, his name? From the book depository. Yes, exactly. Can't remember his I'm, name. I'm like, I've done name. the... Um, yeah, I was like, what is his name? Why is it... Oh, come on, we've all taken American history. What's our I problem? That's <laughs> Lee, uh, Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. Yep, there, there we go. go. I was like, of course. Um, and if anyone has ever been to Dallas and visited the book depository... Mm-hmm. You yeah. will see exactly how good of a marksman you would have had to have been. That's why they don't <laughs> to, believe it. I don't believe it. After no. standing, no. In, you're allowed to stand in that location and kind of see, like, wh- they mark where JFK was mm-hmm. going by in his motorcade and where Lee Harvey Oswald was. And, I mean, I, I don't Not know how happening. to shoot a gun, but I was like, that would be – I mean, I've played sports, like, where mm-hmm. you have to, like, aim with a racket and a ball, and I'm like, okay, that's even, like – smaller and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true it's I, it almost seems improbable to me after visiting that so if you ever go to dallas like add that to your mm-hmm. list because it's really an interesting part of that story i did and i will tell you i agree with you there's no way that he's the one that shot john f kennedy no way i mean mm-hmm. you saw the angle right yeah it's not i shame. mean to me it seems almost impossible unless you yeah. are an expert marksman I mean, we're talking like super elite level. All right, another brilliant report, sister. Now I'm never going to forget Lee Harvey Oswald because I'm like, why am I forgetting <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald? <laughs> never again. Yeah, it's uh, even been a movie. Come on, never has, again. No, you're absolutely right. No question about it. And then, okay, we'll close with this. What was the guy's name that killed RFK? This one's easy. Sirhan Sirhan. Very good. I knew you'd get it because it's See, why easy. would I remember that and not remember? Lee Harvey Oswald is also easy. Yes, Lee Harvey Oswald sounds like he's on some game show or something. I guess Sirhan, Sirhan Lee Harvey Oswald, like... next up on Jeopardy. Next up on Jeopardy, <laughs> we'd get to Sirhan Sirhan, but he's busy killing people. Lee Harvey so Oswald's going to spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. That would be a good name for a game show. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Shogun, that's your homework tonight. <laughs> well, I will get that done tonight. There's no question about it. Kristen right, Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, Shogun's on the docket. We'll yeah. get that done. Well, it's, right? it's, it's so good. And even seeing the, because obviously the one group doesn't speak Japanese and the Japanese don't speak English. And so seeing mm-hmm. the, the cultural barrier there and they're trying to read body language and, and figure out what's going on is, is fascinating as well. That was like the one commercial during the Super Bowl that I was like, everybody shut up. I want to know what this is. Because it was like, everybody like, shut up. Like there Kristen you. was saying, like Tevin, you were saying, like it was a gorgeous visual looking thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I hope the acting and the show and the writing backs it up too. Yeah. Because, it, oh, know, it does. Otherwise, it's fun to look at for an hour. <laughs> Okay, it's going to be tough uh, getting to Thursday and Friday because Catherine is going to a wedding in Atlanta this weekend. Oh, boy. So can you imagine me watching Shogun by myself Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Got a power watch tonight. Yeah. I'm going to have to do something. I hate that when she goes. I do not like it. I adore my wife. I really do. I hate it when she's not around. Yeah. it's Usually it's, like, fun for, like, the first 
hour, and then you're like, okay. <laughs> it's about, yeah, you get I'm one bored. hour. It's like Kevin McAllister when he first realized his parents were gone, his yeah. family was gone. He's running around the house, bouncing on a bed, and then it's like, <laughs> all right, well, now what I do? I killed five minutes. Yep. So. <laughs> That's exactly it. So I'll be watching Shogun all weekend long, I guess. Yep, and I think That's what I'll be doing. Yeah. And I'll have Jude staring at me like, what did you do with mom? Where is she? This is your fault. <laughs> I go. guarantee he's going to blame me the fact that she's gone. I guarantee it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, obviously. All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. All right. Thanks. See you.